and we are live. Welcome back to Checkpoint, your number one show rounding up all the hottest gaming news stories of the week, discussing all the relevant topics you need to know about. I'm one of your hosts, James Walmer, joined today by the spiciest meatball on Twitch, Vincent DeSantis. Thank you, Guys, thank you, audio listeners, and uh, you can find us on YouTube at, uh, what's our YouTube? YouTube. YouTube.com slash Strictly Casual. Maybe. Uh, please hit us with a rating on audio platforms, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitch, all of the above. Help us out a lot. Guys, if you've noticed, we are in a somewhat new um, yeah. orientation going on. Hi, James. I'm in the back. You can see me on Vin's screen. Hey, Vin. Um, but we're back to individual camera setups, baby. So, yeah, last week the audio was a little rough. I, that was my fault. It, it, it just, there was a lot of echo and weird audio ducking and such when we were close together. Um, we're just still trying to figure that out. So we decided to try this out in the same room since we're a little bit more separated. Like mic wise, it's less echo. There might still be some. I'm sorry if the audio is not as good as we had it before. We're trying to get back to that quality assurance point, but I promise I'm working on it. We'll get there eventually. If you have any ideas on how to fix it, by the way, please let us know. We're always open to feedback. Yeah, yeah if you have a lot of a lot of advice on uh, two two mics in one room and podcasting, it seems like everybody does it. I shouldn't have this much problem. Well, also, it matters that mine is USB and yours is XLR. It does matter. That does matter. You're right. That does matter. That's a huge part of the problem. Yeah. Because if I had an XLR mic, I feel like it'd be easier to level them. 100%. Figure that but out. But you know what? Anyway. We live and we learn, baby. We live and we learn. This episode today is brought to you by Manscaped, but we'll talk to you guys about that later. Amen. Today, we're talking about Deathloop. We're talking about the Switch update. We're talking about Battlefield 2042 and a bunch of other good stuff. Vin, how are you doing? What are you playing? I'm doing good. Really good. Um, we, I've been playing a lot of Deathloop, right? Of I've been playing uh, a lot of Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the two things. Oh, and I beat Bioshock. You beat Bioshock? Yeah, Bioshock is done. Um, so those are the three things. I mean, you and I have been playing Destiny kind of since we got here a little bit, at least. Mm-hmm. And then Deathloop for the last three days, I guess it's been out. Um, yeah. And then Bioshock was just kind of like between. It's pretty short. Okay. How do you feel about Bioshock coming off of it? Um, it, it feels it felt funky just because it's from two thousand, yeah, like mid two thousands. Doesn't I'm used to playing all these like I don't know. Destiny Two is a pretty fluid shooter to me, I guess. But yeah, you go back to this, it it's a lot more uh like stiff. But I love the story in Bioshock. I think Bioshock like it's like a cool atmosphere and themes going on. So I'm excited to check out two eventually. It's not like high on my list, but I do want to play. Th- so. cool. Yeah, very very cool. Um, I've had a lot less time to play games than I thought, but I've been still trying to. I have a little tummy ache last night. The only position I could be in was sitting up. And so I was like, guess I can't go to bed. Time to play some Deathloop. There you go. So I did it. Jumped in for about an hour. I jumped in for. Last time I played was about an hour, two hours. What was that? Then yeah, while you were. Okay. Yeah, I'll say that. I was playing like two, three hours. I just kind of finished the tutorial and I absolutely love it. I think it's got a lot of personality. Sometimes the AI is a little. A little weird, but um, I'm really enjoying it. I've been jumping in Destiny 2 every now and again. I'm trying mm-hmm. to jump in now that I got our new internet um, yeah, God all said. plugged in. So I'm hoping that'll make a huge difference because I was getting pissed at disconnecting a and lot. That was funny because we would play together, but I would not get disconnected nearly as much as James. Bungie just hates me. That's what it is. Bungie just hates me. It yep. must be. Um, but no, Deathloop's super good, dude. I've been, I probably have five hours. That's okay. my guess. Initial impressions. It is so cool. I, and I'm not usually one to love games where when you die, you lose everything kind of deal, yo. 
mm-hmm. this game gives you enough sort of um like tools to be able to save some items on certain runs so that's like exciting for me but the thing that i told you about james right away night one i started playing this game uh, i remember what was it what, what did i come out saying remember you said it's a stealth game for two, me there are two things yeah you said you don't have to remember anything yes like you don't have to remember any codes because it autofills all the code inputs for you, you if you've seen them before. if you have the information right right if you've seen like if you've read a piece of paper yep. because every like piece of paper with information on it is clickable yes so if you click on that piece of paper and you skim through it it like registers that information within like colt's memory uh-huh. and so like he basically remembers it for yeah. you and so when you get to a little keypad it'll just say like autofill and you press triangle mm-hmm. and it'll autofill um the number of the code to wait get just autofill I've always been just plugging in it again. Yeah, good call, bro. Okay. Or you just hold triangle and it just puts it in four. Did not know that. Okay. Really? No, I just kept copying it. It says it right there. It's like, oh, four, uh, seven, seven, three. Just, over and over. I've just been holding triangle. I haven't put in a damn. single damn code this entire okay. game. All right. Good to know. And number two is bodies disappear. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about people like people finding old bodies and coming up to them and being like, oh my God, someone died here. This is, this is why I was so scared of Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 5, dude. It would take me three hours to do like a single easy ass mission in Metal Gear Solid 5 because I'd be trying to hide all the bodies, which was like took the joy out of it for me. I'm like, this is worse, bro. Someone's going to come find me. See this? I'm not even close to my objective. I'm going to have to start over again. So this makes me really happy that the bodies just disappear. You don't have to worry about that. But there is this like weird thing where they'll like still recognize that someone's gone or because they have conversations with each other right yeah but i don't know what the ai is like doing there to where i don't know if it's like missing the conversation cue and that's like a cue that that person's gone or whatever but like i will kill someone silently and still like draw attention like a little bit of attention and get like a yellow you know how it goes like it's a question mark and then it goes yellow and then it goes Mm -hmm. red i get like a yellow or killing someone in proximity of someone else. I don't know if that's because they hear them die, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, regardless, I like, can't stop thinking about this game. I know we can't either. We've texted each other during the week being like, oh, I just want to play Deathloop right now. It is really good. And I had a week ago, if you would have said, Ben, are you picking up Deathloop? I would have said, no, nah, I'm picking up Deathloop. No way. Then all the 10s came. We're about to get into the review scores right here. We got a review roundup for you. Um, we just kind of, I took three reviews from like some big sites about what they say about it so this comes from GameSpot from tamor hussein we love tamor god yeah we do love and tamor. congratulations tamor on uh signing with kind of funny big moves my guy uh he gives it a 10 out of 10 it says perhaps the most laudable is that laudable laudable, laudable part laudable. of death loop is how it takes so many seemingly dis-, dis oh my god i can't speak james i really just can't speak today good despair because i haven't had my coffee Mm-hmm. I haven't had my coffee. I, I, I said you were crazy, then for starting the show without. I know, coffee. but I didn't want to waste another twenty minutes getting ready. Like I was ready. I was ready to go. You know? All right, fair enough. All right, that create. Okay, I'm gonna start this one over. Perhaps the most laudable sure. part of Deathloop is how it takes so many seemingly disparate things and creates harmony between them. Gameplay systems that feel isolated become pieces of a bigger puzzle, and when you see how they seemingly connect together, you realize how special seamlessly. seamlessly they connect together you realize how special an achievement it really is okay it's great yeah absolutely incredible game informer gave it a 9 out of 10 Deathloop is a bloody chaotic mess a mess you will fail at over and over until finally you succeed and that success the result of hours of experimentation iteration and knowledge makes for one of the best games of the year that comes from blake hester and Eurogamer 
gives it an essential tag and says, appropriately for a game about time travel, Deathloop can be read as both a game for newcomers and old hands, an accessible introduction to Arcane's grittier immersive sims, or a triumphant refinement of the Dishonored style. Where it feels most like a concluding act is in how it builds theme in Arcane's work about games as a means to both coercion and liberation, trapping you in order to empower and motivate you to break out of them, forever challenging you to think of some possibility that has escaped the developer's calculation to the point of sabotaging the illusion entirely. And that comes from Edwin Evans Thurwell. I'm going to throw one more in just because I have to do our obligatory duty to include a little bit of something from Polygon. Get it done. And Polygon, it was reviewed by Tariq Musa. Um, there's a maintenance guy at our James. You you just go you go take care of it. I, I'm going to continue reading this. Okay, I'm so sorry. So basically, guys, long story short, long story short, our sink broke. Okay, James this morning, James this morning brushing his teeth as we do. Okay, and he goes over to the faucet, right? And the faucet, he just turns it on, and the whole entire handle comes off, just completely snaps off, and there's water just just rushing down. So we got a bit of an issue, so we had to, you know, call the maid. Dude, he's going to fix it right now. But he casually came while recording the podcast, which is a little bit of a problem. A bit of a problem. But James was going to read Polygon's review of Deathloop, so I'm just going to... I got to look this up real quick, because I did not come prepared. All right, Polygon Gaming. Here we go. Uh, okay, James is back. James is back. He's doing it. Deathloop is one of the most incredible games I've ever played. This comes from Tariq Musa. Polygon recommends. And it's strange and wondrous, and above all, it treats... Tariq, or the player, with respect. Hey, man. James, thanks for taking care of that. Appreciate it. I described our problem that we had this morning about the handle just literally flying off the sink. It just broke. Yeah. So The guy came in and he's like, oh, this didn't just separate. This broke. Oh. James, you, you, you hard just gave it the one all. I, I literally... You went plus ultra on that sink knob. Yeah. You did. I don't know what happened. Me neither. Anyways, uh. at the end of the day, Deathloop is getting insane reviews, and you know what? I don't know if it's perfect ten for me yet. Like I have a lot more to play, it, but it's really, really good. And if you have, if you have like any interest in this, definitely check it out and pick it up. It's great. Uh, I were to rate this game right yeah. now with my two, three hours of gameplay, I would give it a solid eight. Hmm. But I think what I think it, what holds it back for me is some of the a little like the tiny fundamental, like. Mecha- not mechanics, but just the the way the controls work and things like okay. that. Just feel a little dated. I I don't know if they feel dated to me. They just feel different. But as I'm playing, I'm getting faster. Like I'm switching slabs quick to like I don't know. Like I can go into my invisibility and then switch to my little like uh my what do they call it? The hackamaduty? The hackamadu? The hackamajig? Then you can like switch back and forth pretty quick. I'm like never dual wield guns up. Like keep the gun on the right hand and then use all my equipment in the psych. That's what I do too. But I, there's a lot of ways to play. And I'm, again, I'm only five hours in ish, maybe less. Um, so I'm sure next week I'll have another update about how I'm feeling. But it's, it's real good. It's so much fun. It is a lot of fun. Uh, I think the best part of the game for me is the, the characters, the interactions between Colt and Juliana and the conversations you overhear. It's yeah. just the game is filled with so much personality. Totally. So that's what we got on Deathloop. Yes, sir. I want to start moving on. Um, then I'll take yeah, this one. So recently, this was this later th- earlier this week. I want to say on Tuesday, yeah. we got a switch update. We sure did. <laughs> we got a switch <laughs> update, and it was kind of huge. It lets you use Bluetooth 
a, a well-requested feature. A well-requested feature, but it was very out of left field. Yeah. This comes from The Verge. Nintendo has surprise announced that Bluetooth audio support has come to the Switch through a software update. The ability to use Bluetooth headphones to listen to game audio has been a conspicuously missing feature since the console launched in 2017. So it's great to finally have it, though there are some limitations. According to a Nintendo support article, you'll be limited to using two wireless controllers if you've got a Bluetooth headset attached. The system also won't support Bluetooth microphones, which isn't necessarily surprising, given that Nintendo's own voice chat system relies on an app running on your phone. And it sucks. Yeah. Big time. Still, it's a bummer for people who play games with their own built-in voice chat abilities, Call of Duty, Fortnite, whatever. People have gone through great lengths to get wireless audio on their Switch. We even said that it would be a great selling point for a Switch Pro. There have been accessories that have acted as Bluetooth audio adapters, and some headsets like the SteelSeries Arctis One wireless came with a dongle that took advantage of the, of the Switch's support for USB wireless headphones. Yeah. Having Bluetooth audio built in is a big deal, especially considering that Nintendo's Pro Controller, among, or unlike many others, doesn't include a headphone jack. Though it's worth noting that the PS5 and Xbox Series X don't natively support Bluetooth audio Which either. Which is odd. It is odd to me too. Yeah. Um, I heard it's a licensing thing, but I could be mm. wrong. Uh, even with the aforementioned, limit, aforementioned limitations, the feature seems to be well supported. Nintendo says that the Switch can save up to 10 connected devices and says that it should work with both the regular Switch and the Switch Lite. Jamie, imagine, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to paint this picture. For every Switch owner, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You get a Switch. The speakers on the Switch are some of the worst speakers I've ever heard in my life. They're, they're really, really bad. But, I mean, I guess it makes sense. They're tiny little speakers. I mean, my phone has better speakers than the Switch, right? Okay? Yeah. But, imagine we're going the world of wireless headphones, where it's, like, completely Bluetooth. I don't even have a uh, 3.5 jack, you know, to go in there. Right. But there's no Bluetooth, so like, what do you got to do? You have to have a 3.5, like, ready to go at all moments' notice. Now, there's companies that sell like little things you can plug in, and then they wirelessly receive it. They're pretty popular and have worked really yeah. well for a lot of people. It works better with the dock, though, than it does with the handheld because they have the USB capability, whereas, like, trying to Bluetooth it via USB-C, USB-C like, I don't know. That's just what I heard, at least. I haven't tried it, so. Mm. And then, because you could also do Bluetooth controllers plugging in the USB to the dock also. But I also haven't tried that because you're able to pair a controller. How is a controller paired? It's not Bluetooth. Uh, I don't know. What do they use? It's not Wi-Fi. Maybe it's own, maybe it's own proprietary. Yeah, I don't know. That would be interesting. Connection method. That would be know. interesting. Anyways, how do you patch in Bluetooth via a software engine? I, I, <laughs> Are you telling me the technology has been on board for Bluetooth audio on the Switch? For four years? And they haven't There's done no anything? Solution. Like, did you just enable that via a couple ones and zeros? That's crazy to me. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it baffles me. So this is what I'm thinking. Tell me. This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking perhaps if Bluetooth is a licensing issue, maybe it was that Nintendo's own proprietary like wireless connection service, they just kind of opened it up to use Bluetooth compatible devices. Okay. Because the if you use a headset yeah. or if you use a bluetooth earbuds whatever then you're also be limited to using only two wireless controllers so what i'm thinking oh. is that the headset took up so much bandwidth for this connection that they said oh this is going to be too much of a hassle people aren't going to want to 
mess around with like you know having to connect headphones and controllers why isn't my controller connecting oh it's because of my headphones and not being able to play things with friends however then you just had an epiphany well um yeah keep going i'll let you finish your thought and um no i've lost i'm sorry my bad I, i was just thinking like imagine you put bluetooth in there but upon further testing it's like the bluetooth is interrupting with the connection to the controllers what's more important the controller connection or bluetooth audio they're going to say controller connection play that's the game yeah that's what yeah. i'm saying yeah. so they just turn it off later down the line they found a better solution in programming or whatever they push it out yeah that's what i was okay. saying yeah that was a cool. yeah anyways if you have a switch you can use your airpods or whatever now pretty sweet uh, i haven't tried it yet but i did update my switch excited to i would like to use my airpods for zelda because it sounds so pretty Oh, a little 3D audio action. Mm-hmm. Well, does it support 3D audio? Switch support. No shot. That's fine. No, no, no shot. But next up, we have this is a big one. This is a big one. Yeah, it's big Not one. to my surprise, because I was talking about this with James an hour before it happened. And we were talking about this on the show last week. Yep. And probably every week, because I'm so damn excited for this game. Battlefield 2042 delayed by almost a month to November 19th, which is actually not that long. Really not this that comes long. from Engadget. Uh, Battlefield 2042, the next entry in EA's long-running first-person shooter series, has been delayed. Instead of coming out on October 22nd, as previously announced, the game is now scheduled to debut almost a month later on November 19th. EA announced the delay in a message attributed to Oscar Gabrielson, the CEO of series developer DICE. Like many other studios over the last two years, DICE blamed the delay on the coronavirus pandemic. Here's what they said in an official tweet, capital moaning. Is that what you just did? You just top of the morning? Yeah, that is what I did. I just gave you a little top of the morning. Beautiful. Um, we made the decision. This is a quote straight from Battlefield's like, image they posted. We've made the decision to shift the launch of Battlefield 2042. The game will now be released worldwide on November 19th, 2021. Building the next generation of Battlefield during a global pandemic has created unforeseen challenges for our development teams, of course, like everybody else. Given the scale and scope of the game, we've, ha- we've hoped our teams would back the studios together as we move towards launch. With the ongoing conditions, not allowing that to happen safely, and with all the hard work teams are doing from home, we feel it is important to take the extra time to deliver the vision of Battlefield 2022 to our players. Your enthusiasm for the game has been very inspiring. We believe that the game we're making, we believe in the game we're making, and we thank you for your patience as we put some finishing touches on the experience. Updates on the open beta will come later this month. Um, James, we knew that a Battlefield open beta would come at the end of September, right? Yep. It's like September. 17th which is yesterday right uh no it's today's the 17th yesterday was the 16th it's got played on september 16th 15th people are like we should know information about this like it's getting into the end of the month there's like two more weeks of the month left when's this open beta coming so a lot of people were saying the 24th yeah right we did hear that date floating around but was there any confirmation from uh from dice or ea or anything i don't know i don't remember beats me anyways no beta happening right now. They pushed the game a month, which honestly, I want this game to be the best they, best it can be. I would hate for it to come out and get like sixes. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's okay, but here's this and this. Like, I, I want them to knock it out of the park and get eights and nines. I don't nines. think they can even settle for a seven. No, I don't think they can. Battlefield 5 was a seven. Yeah, there's no way. Maybe Battlefield 1 was probably a seven or an eight too, you know? Middle of the lane. Even though Battlefield 1 now is like in the best spot it's been or whatever people called that game. It's it's pretty sweet, but it's it doesn't have the highs that Battlefield Four has or whatever. So mm-hmm. I want this to have those highs, and they if they got to delay, it, they got to delay it. Yeah, um, I want to look forward to what Dice has. 
based on the last gameplay trailer they showed, I was a little whelmed. Really? I just looked okay. at yeah, I I thought so. I thought it just kind of looks like another sure. Battlefield okay. game looked a little unpolished. In my opinion, I mean, I'm sure it was a little unpolished too, but um, I'm hoping that this comes down to just a lot of technicalities and a lot of like server things that they need to prep for. Yeah, and then it's not core game design issues. But I, it just still scares me that the leaks, because okay, they did a closed beta or whatever for EA playtesting and all that, um, and then somebody leaked their footage, of course, because that's how it goes. Happens every and time. you watch it, it didn't. It it looked okay. It looked okay. Not look amazing. But EA did come out and say that that was a build two builds ago or something. But part of me doesn't believe that because you're going to want people to be playing the near finished version before it comes out. Yeah, why would you have people playing old builds? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe it really was. Maybe they were right. Guys, today our episode is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Leaders in below the waist grooming. It's back to school time. We want to make sure you pack the essentials to have the best year yet. The Manscaped 4th Generation Performance Package is just that. Things are opening up. Be ready for whatever is in the daily schedule oh, yeah, for you. It's the perfect package for your package and includes the brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Fellas, go for the valedictorian of ball trimming and join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com with the code strictly casual. That's all one word, strictly casual. Guys, school's back and the Performance Package 4.0 for Manscaped is here to teach the boys a lesson. Teach the boys a lesson. Listen. On male hygiene. Inside to find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, plus two free gifts, performance boxer briefs, and the shed travel bag. I love my performance boxer briefs. Am I wearing them right now? No, but I was yesterday, and I absolutely love them. This package includes a brand new lawnmower 4.0 and will give you the confidence to do anything you desire. But you hear that? You can Any, do anything. Anything I desire? Big. Guys, this fourth generation trimmer isn't like your mama's fourth generation trimmer. This features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology, including additional guard length sizes one through now, four. Now, James, I got a little anecdote to add in here. I it, love it. It's a I little something that I didn't, I forgot was even, ha- that even happened, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm at the beach, and as you guys know, I hate sand. I just hate you sand hate with sand. a passion. But you know, I was like, I'm going to go hang out with friends. I'm going to go to the beach. And guess what I had on? I had my Manscaped underwear, right? And I'm sitting on the beach the entire time. And I'm realizing about halfway through and then walking back to the car, there was zero chafe because there was zero sand that got through that Manscaped underwear into the thigh, you know, the family jewel area, which was like game changing. That was like hugely game changing. I've never had a pair of underwear be sand repellent. I know that's not like their advertised like use, but... Let me tell you, it's a, that's a hidden gem right there. That's a hidden wow. feature. So big moves right wow. now. Big moves. Dang. Finn, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm in need for another Manscaped. Get it done. Dude. I didn't get it done. I haven't taken a shower today. I'm like, I've done another shower. What a rip. It works great in the shower, I'll tell you. Same. Yeah. All right. Incredible. I'll clean up after myself, too, so you don't have a hairy-ass Amen. shower. Guys, get 20% off plus free shipping with code strictlycasual at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code strictly casual, all one word, at manscaped.com. This year, graduate with a degree in clean. Oh, clean balls <laughs> from Manscaped. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, Manscaped. We appreciate Thank it. You, Next up, PlayStation 5 has received a software update. It's huge. It's a big one. Um, I really tried to cut it down and just put in the important parts. Basically, everything is kind of like, you got, we got to hit it. We got to hit it. Yeah. 
This comes straight from the PlayStation blog tomorrow, which was yesterday, because we're recording it's, it today. It's out. But it's out now. Just yeah, it's out now. It's been we're out. pleased to launch we we're pleased to launch our second major PS5 system software update to all PS5 globally. This update includes a variety of enhancements to the PS5 console experience, as well as 3D audio support for built-in TV speakers. It also features M.2 storage, uh, which enables PS5 players to store and play PS5 games, PS4 games, and media apps to expand storage. You know what? This is we're gonna skip we're gonna skip the uh, the summaries and just get right into it. Number one, big thing: the PS5 September update features new UX enhancements that make it easier than ever for players to view, personalize, and manage their game content and console experience. The control center is now customizable. That is when you hit the PlayStation controller, boom, you slap that baby once, and the control center comes up, and it's all like the quick action items. You can now edit those and replace them, things on that you don't, or take things off you don't use, put things on that you will use. Um, so that is super, super helpful. Move the power button, because a lot of people are complaining they like it on the left and not the right, because it's too many clicks to get over there whole thing game library and home screen updates if you have ps4 and ps5 versions of the same game installed they now appear separately in the installed tabs of the game libra- library or if you're on your home page scrolling through and you it'll be like let's say you have ghost of, ghost of tsushima right it's going to be two right next to each other one of them is going to say ps4 one of them is say five you know what version you're playing uh it's a big pain because basically uh like my brother enzo you know he's he was, he was on one of our strictly casual videos but he was playing, he has a PS5, and he was playing the Destiny 2 PS4 version on the PS5 for so long, and I kept going in and looking at him like, Enzo, this is not 64 second. You're not getting your full thing. It's not 4K. Not it. He's like, well, I just downloaded it. And stuff. Did you download the PS5 version? And he looked and he did not. And he's like, wow, I, I feel jipped. I was like, if I, if I didn't tell him, he wouldn't have known, right? Yeah. So this is, this, is your, this is your shot. Go into your PS5 games or Xbox. Make sure you're playing. The next yeah, gen sure version. version. Yeah, it's important. Please do that. All right, there's a new gaming and social experience customizations, and this is what the best part. Come with it is the new trophy track. We've added a new trophy tracker that lets players quickly access up to five trophies per game through the control center, as well as a vertical trophy list instead of horizontal, where you have big ass blocks. You see two trophies and you shuffle it over. Horrible. No way. Horrible. Um, 3D audio support for built in TV speakers. The PS5 yeah. September update adds support for players to experience 3D audio through their built TV speakers. Once enabled in the sound menu, this feature transforms standard two-channel TV speaker audio into three-dimensional sound, heightening the sense of gameplay version. And then this is the coolest part. Players can measure the acoustics of their room using the microphone on their DualSense wireless controller to apply 3D audio setting that's optimized for the room. That's pretty cool. I, didn't know I saw a little demo of it, and it looked ridiculously cool. That's so cool. M.2 SSD expansion storage, thank god it has been one year since pre-orders went live for the PS5 and we're finally getting M.2 support. Starting tomorrow, PS5 players around the globe can expand their storage capacity with M.2 SSD, a a type of high-speed solid-state drive that can be installed on the PS5 console or PS5 digital edition console once installed on either generation or either PS5 console. The M.2 SSD storage can be used to download, copy, launch PS5 games, or games, as well as media apps. And all that stuff. It's just more space at the same speed. The inter- little chip. If you chip. open up the side of your PS5, pop it in. Plug it in a little slot. Yeah. Pretty cool. I don't think I'm going to get one yet, James. I okay. I was just going to ask you if you're going to get one. Yeah. From the beginning, I was like, oh, I need it. I because I, I want to keep big games on here and stuff. And it's true, but right now I'm not. I'm not having a problem with it yet. I'm not having a problem with it either right now. During like December, January, I feel like I was playing a bunch of games and I was really struggling with that. But. 
like i don't know for now i'm fine yeah that's where i'm at too i'm too busy to be playing five games at once um maybe in winter break i'll be like oh i'm trying to play all these games at once and i'm not having enough storage but i mean that you only run into that with big games like destiny and yeah warzone and things like that so if you're a big multiplayer guy it might be worth it but for me i don't have enough here's where you need if you play call of duty on a semi-regularly regular basis but you also play other games you need the m.2 if you don't play call of duty you're fine if you strictly Mm -hmm. play call of duty you're probably fine also but if you Mm -hmm. want to mix and match there's no shot you need the m.2 but also uh the technology for m.2 is getting cheaper and cheaper so if i wait a couple years we might be paying like significantly less money than people right now buying also ones that are speeded up for the ps5 are ridiculously expensive and out of stock so there's that Yep, there you go. Finally, um, we're getting a PlayStation Remote Play app. Now, we've had an app in the past, but now you're able to play it with on-screen controls on the app. You can play your PlayStation like a Game Boy. It, like, pulls it up. It's very cool. I don't know. Kind of interesting. And then there's a share screen broadcast with the PlayStation app. So, let's say um, there's someone not on their PlayStation 5 or, play- or PlayStation at all, and they're out. They can be on their phone, and I can share my PlayStation screen with their phone somewhere else in the world so they'd be like oh that's kind of sick i don't really know what instance i would use that but it's there i can think of it i think it would work if you're like commuting and you're like on a bus or whatever you need something to do put on your phone connect it to a little bluetooth controller no this this is screen sharing so like it's not remote you can remote play to anybody that has the playstation app yeah it says remote play yeah, so sorry, separate things. There is a separate remote play app. This is screen sharing to the PlayStation, which are different apps. Oh. Yeah. Different things. One of them is just to watch the game. One of them is to play the game. Yeah. Are you saying you don't know what the mirroring is for? No, I know what the mirroring is for. I, I don't know what the, uh, why someone would use the screen mirror thing. Because you're not streaming it to yourself on your phone. You're streaming it to like, someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a... When I was playing a game and you were playing Last of Us 2, and I wanted to watch you play Last of Us 2, you were streaming that to me on my... Was that, was that you? Did I do? Yeah, that was and I put it in the corner of my PS5, and it worked flawlessly. I just yeah. don't know a case where I would need that outside of playing game. I don't know. I'm sure someone does. That's hmm. all. Those are the big things for the update. There's some more little things if you want to check it out, but it's really exciting to me. Hit me with the next one. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut is Sucker Punch's highest rated game since Sly 2. Wild. That's insane. Yep. Host, of, host of Tsushima Director's Cut has been opened to a warm critical reception and currently sits at 88 average out of 100 on Metacritic. That was a weird sentence. The original release of Ghost of Tsushima also had a great critical reception with a critic's average score of 83 on Metacritic. But it is the expansion plus improved PS5 release has managed to outscore any of the previous efforts by Sucker Punch, becoming their highest-rated game since Sly 2, which, if you know, initially came out on the PS2. Sucker Punch has worked on franchises like Sly Cooper and Infamous. All the games have been received really well, but with the Game of Year director's cut, it is not only... Or, sorry, Ghost of of Tsushima director's cut. It is not only their most critically appreciated game, but it's also their best-selling one so far. It has catapulted Sucker Punch into a top-tier first-party studio at Sony, next to the likes of Guerrilla Games and Naughty Dog. And I would say Insomniac, Definitely, too. yeah. 
looking at the review scores for Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut on the PS5, it is now tied with Slide 2 as our highest rated game so far. It is also ranked just, just a point below the top 10 games on PS5, which is dominated by games like Hades and Demon Souls. Currently, Sucker Punch and Insomniac Games are the only two first-party studios that are battling for the top 10 list on PS5. There are a lot of upcoming challengers to the list, including God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and the next project by Naughty Dog. Very exciting. Very exciting sentence at the end. Um, James, you still haven't played Ghost of Tsushima? Nope. And you, you would need to. I got Deathloop now. This is be- Oh, Ghost of Tsushima is better than Deathloop. They're completely different games, but Ghost of Tsushima is way better than Deathloop. It's wild. It's so good. But they're completely different oh. games. Yeah, I don't know if I am in the mood for a Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima style game right now. Not yet. You'll, you'll Not get yet. burnt out on Deathloop and Destiny, which are two first-person shooters. You need that. You're gonna need that third-person experience. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Which yeah. is a great problem to be in because I'd way rather be in that and have open-world overload. Which open-world overload is a huge problem. Sucks. It sucks. They're good games. I just it gets diminished when you play them back to back to back. Hmm. And I'm only trying to play the best games. I don't want to waste my time with average games. I don't have enough time in the day. So I'm trying to play these best ones, and they're all damn open-world games. I hate to see it. Not all. That was an exaggeration. But, uh, James, do you take this next one, too, because you're knowledgeable on this, and I'm not. All right. So it releases a new PS5 model with smaller cooler. You're reading this. You're hearing this. You're saying, what? A new PS5? Careful. Careful. Hold your horses. Hold your horses. Sony discreetly released an updated version of the current PS5. So this isn't like a PS5 Pro, not anything of the sort. People are like, oh, what, why, why haven't I been hearing about this? Yeah. Okay, so if you hear new PS5 in the news, this is what they're talking about. Sony discreetly released an updated version of the current PS5, including a smaller heat sink, the omission of copper heat dispersion within the cooling system, with a new screw for the, sand, for the stand, and a lighter weight of about two and a third, two and a third. Two thirds of a pound lighter. Does this con so basically same exact shell, same exact hardware with a little bit of omission in the heat sink department, causing it to be about two thirds of a pound yeah. lighter. So the question is, does this cause the PS5 to run a little hotter than the previous PS5 since they took out some of the heating components yeah. or cooling components more rather? So the answer is yes. But the difference is only negligible as it only amounts to a couple of degrees Celsius. Regardless of what PS5 you have, Gamers Nexus Stephen Burke encourages people to perform regular maintenance of their PS5, saying don't let dust build up. It's really easy to pop those panels off. Anyone can do it, he says. And that that goes double for anyone keeping their PS5 in a media cabinet. So yeah. outside of thermals, the new PS5 model also runs games the exact same way as the launch model does. As shown from Digital Foundry, if you have the opportunity to get a PS5, whether it is this new model or the launch, like launch spec, doesn't matter. Yeah. Get what you can because there's still no signs of the sh- uh, shortages from stopping. It's been a year. I should probably clean it out. My PS5. I should probably clean my out too. Uh, I need a little can of air. It's just, mm-hmm. but yeah, cool, sweet. So no really, no big deal. No NBD. And just get a PS5. Just get a PS5. Yeah. Or an Xbox if you're more into that. You know what I mean? Whatever you want to get. Or PC if you want that. Or, or PC. Just game where you want to game. And you want to switch up the Bluetooth audio now? I mean, you oh, got nothing yeah. to lose. You're set. Last up. It's everybody's favorite part of the show. So is that a story? Random, baby? fun stuff. First up, 
Dying Light 2 delayed to February, which RIP if you were excited about that for this year. Rip. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy goes gold. James, released in October. How hot are you on Guardians of the Galaxy right now? I'm cold. Really cold or a little cold? I'm pretty cold. Half. I'm like mm, 65 degrees. So chilly. Uh, it was like I was gonna say like 45 degrees. Yeah, it's tough. I'm like, I'm a little hotter than on it. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I'm excited to play. See what... mm. Microsoft James Shield showcase. Who the hell is this? He's a, a tech. He's like the, one of the tech designers at uh, the Mark Cerny of Microsoft. Kind of, okay. Yeah. Microsoft James Shields showcase on Twitter a new double switch devices feature in action, making it easy to switch between devices you play on console. This is if you have a controller. Yeah. Switch yes. between the devices you play on console, PC, mobile, etc. With mm-hmm. got it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. PlayStation needs that badly, but also more games need DualSense support. On the- also, they need face button support for DualSense on PC. Face button? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like whenever I use a PlayStation controller on a PC, mm-hmm. pop that bad boy open. If any on-screen controller prompts are going to use the Xbox face button, oh yeah, all of them. Yep, because it's just. I mean, I would. I don't have to program another thing. It's just like everybody's using Xbox controllers on PC. You just change the graphics. Yeah. Sure. No. It's just bop, one, two, three, four, bop, 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 bop. I still need an Xbox controller so I can play Forza and uh, Halo coming up. Can't wait. Yep. Um, Insomniac Games hinted that there could be a new Marvel Games universe in a recent PlayStation blog post stating, quote, being able to build a new original universe with Spider-Man and now Wolverine is such an honor for so many of us at Insomniac Games. Hype as hell. That is hype as hell. That's also, if you didn't catch any of our coverage of the big PlayStation event, we have a hell of videos out. We put five videos video. out that day. Um, if you check that out. It would be um, redundant if we said it all again today, but it was a great event. So great. Mm-hmm. Um, Dead Cells releases 25th update titled Practice makes perfect, adding training room and optional enhancements to make the game. Okay. Sales of Arise surpasses 1 million copies sold. Getting a lot of good press. Yeah, God, God bless him. The problem is, James, Deathloop squashed that good press immediately. Almost immediately. Yeah. We're not going to hear about this game. A different audience. Totally. The JRPG audience is entirely different. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Little Big Planet is shutting down its servers to LBP 1, 2, and Vita. One, one, two, two three, three, and Vita. Vita. And so, that's like anything through Vita and PS3, they're shut down. Really only... Is there a Little Big Planet on PS4? Yes. What is it called? Is it Little Big Planet 4? Little Big Planet 3. No, 3's on PS3. I used to do the custom building on that time. Build little maps and stuff. All the stickers. Uh, yeah, it's Little Big Planet 3. It's on PS4. What? Maybe I just played... It. And PS3. Got it. It was in both. So you could probably still play Little Big Planet three servers on PS4 because on the thing I read it said it was only shutting down Vita. And PS4. Okay. Uh, Valheim receives its first content update based around house customization, among other updates to combat, crafting, and exploration, titled Hearth and Home. Maybe we'll check in with Ryder later to see uh, see what because I'm sure he's played it. And then there's a new Pulse 3D Midnight Black headset launching next month. Five, mm-hmm. so that's cool that's yeah, just the black controller but i want a blue controller damn it i just want a blue dual sense blue and white i think it looks fire. fire um that's a wrap guys it's a wrap on checkpoint episode 80 
episode 80. We are 10 episodes from 100. Is there is we'll hit 100 by the end of 2020. Yeah, which is really exciting. That's crazy. Um, maybe we won't actually. It might be a couple weeks into 2022. 100 just feels so big. It feels gigantic. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys for watching. We appreciate it. Thank you for bearing with us on audio and the maintenance guy coming in. I mean, and thank you, Manscaped. And thank you, Manscaped. Uh, I had a great time. James, uh, any closing thoughts? Uh, don't forget to sub to us on YouTube. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch. Please. We have a Twitter account. We have an Instagram Actually, account. Actually, I don't even know if we're pushing Twitch that much anymore because we've been doing all of the stream stuff on YouTube, mm-hmm. which has been lit. Yeah. So I don't know. Check. Oh, also, we've been going live on uh, YouTube Live. Yep. A lot. We've been doing watch parties with What If instead of reactions. Mm-hmm. Check those um, out. Where you can watch along. We have the time code up with us and we all start it together. So we can all watch. Pretty fun. Actually, it was a good time doing it last week. I think that's actually better than doing the reaction because there's other people commenting, like, oh, shoot. Like, the f- it was sick. Yeah, I agree. It was fun. And it just goes up, less work altogether. You don't have to edit to 3 a.m. in the morning. Shout out, Ryder. Shout out, Ryder. Um, God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Um, James and I are okay. All right. We'll tell you this too, real quick. So I have access to a podcast studio right now. But the problem is the podcast studio is broke as hell. It's just broken. And they got to fix it because I'm really trying to do this podcast at least a couple times a podcast semester. But if not, we'll see. I'm going to listen to this audio back. We'll have fixes for next week. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace out.